What's up guys? This is Andy and I hope you are doing great and welcome back to another episode. Welcome again to another segment of This is My Story Kenya. I'm so excited because um today I have a guest. I have someone very special uh to handle something we've been wanting to be talked to for a very long time people been asking are uh, and how do we go about dating as young men as young christian men and women how do we go about this how do we know what to follow what to do and that's why i went and looked for pastor team he's going to be handling this question so uh what are the questions i got from people were when do we know it's the right time to get married you know when is the right time to get married as young christian men and women who uh, who do we marry and how do we know that we found the right person to get to get into a relationship or courtship with you know and uh, what are the do's and don'ts in a courtship right what are we what are we not supposed to do and is it possible for a young christian man or woman to find love from an unbeliever right and so to handle this topic is uh pastor tim he is uh my team building uh pasi he's been my youth pastor for a very long time and so i think there is nobody else who is fit enough to answer this question you know if it if it's not for him so that's why i went looked for him and uh let's get let let's let's talk about this my name is tim um or pastor tim i have been asked a few questions which I would intend to attempt to answer um and I hope it will be of value to anyone who listens the first question is about uh to say something um you may not know about me something you may not know about me is about how I got my wife um and the unique thing about it is that I thought I would fast for 40 days um to get my wife and that's exactly what I did and uh, at the end of the 40 days I had my wife and it took the shortest time shortest time possible to get married um the other question is uh what I have always intended people to I would have always wanted people to know about me uh, I always want to be right I always want to be on on the right or to be right just like any human being but of course i get frustrated because that is not always possible well there now let's get to the the main dish of the questions and the questions are about marriage and dating and relationships and the first question has to go to do with uh, when is the right time to get married when is the right time to get this would be a, a difficult question to ask but I will attempt um well in the bible it doesn't really give a specific time when somebody would get married uh looking at it biblically looking at it culturally uh we get an idea that parents after somebody has um been able to finish their campus uh, degree say first degree they get a job and the next um proposal is from the parents is that if they would get married so we get 
you know that it's about 25 to 30 would be ideal in terms of culture but uh, we get a few hints from the bible which would let us know um, uh, how to make a decision when to get married uh, of course um, a husband uh, one of the qualities we get from the bible is that a husband for the sake of the gents is a person who provides uh, he takes the shape of God God is our provider and a father a husband who is expected to be a father or to be somebody who ought to provide. So the issue of uh, getting a stable source of income would come in before, though it's not a must because as well the lady could be working and the man could be not be working and then that could become a, a, a good combination because there is love that exists and love means sharing. So uh, but uh, specific ideas I get from the Bible, first of all, let's start from the moral perspective. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 8, that um, Paul does not advise everyone to get married. But he says uh, in verse 9, that if anyone's, anyone is, um, is not able to control himself sexually, he ought to get married. In other words, uh, in that chapter 7 it goes on to say that uh, how husband and a wife ought to serve one another in the context of marriage. So we get an idea that uh, that uh, because God expects uh, the young people, whether a man or a woman, to be pure, that in their attempt to, to be pure and they Get to the right time when they would want to get married. So one of the solutions to that burning, actually, it's called it calls it burning it with passion. Um, instead of burning with passion, the Bible proposes that somebody ought to get married. That is a moral perspective. In terms of doctrinal uh, perspective, we get from Ephesians chapter five, um, and also from Proverbs. Proverbs talks about. Um, a man, when a man, um, he who finds a wife, finds a good thing. So it gives an idea that it's a man who finds. Of course, that is contested all over. Because in the West, it's uh, the other way around. Um, they have decided that a woman will propose to, to a man. But uh, in African context, mostly it's still a man finding a woman. But in the Bible, find that the Proverbs talks of and a man, it doesn't talk of a figurative man, it talks of the real man, man finding a woman. So um, that would also still have to go with, uh, align with the seasons of life. I, I did not propose that somebody would get married when they're in high school, uh, when they're in primary school. Of course it has to do with a man when and a woman who are, are young adults and are uh, but it's not very specific because, of course, there's no sin in somebody getting married when they are in campus. Because even others, married people, would also go back to school if they didn't have the privilege of having campus education. So I'm not sure how well I've done in that question. But you ask me the right time, uh, even when somebody is 40, as long as they don't get the right person, they can still get married at 40. 
uh, and we've seen that there's no sin in getting married at 40. Um, so whom, who do you marry? Perhaps some of the other subsequent questions would maybe speaking to when, but uh, we'll see. So who do we get married to? Uh, yeah, here the Bible specific is specific about who. Uh, but one thing uh, God does not do is that God does not choose who we get married to. He gives us an opportunity to choose for ourselves who we get married to. But He gives parameters or um, parameters within which we can have that make that choice. For example, number one, First Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter two, sorry, chapter six, verse fourteen says that uh, in the context of a choice, in the context of joining one to another, in, a, in this case, man and a woman for, for marriage, they should not be unequally yoked. So the, there are two options there. Two, and, and two, and, um, two people who are not followers of Jesus Christ can get married, or two who are followers of Jesus Christ can get married. And in this case, I mean followers of Jesus Christ is what people specifically call believers. So either two believers get married or two unbelievers get married. And the church can join the two of such because those are equally yoked. But we are encouraged not to have an, a believer and a non-believer. A believer and a non-believer get married. That would be unequally yoked. And in the context of an unequally yoked is given by the um, medieval times, they used to use two moons to, to farm, and it used to be um, it used to be if you would put two bulls that are not of equal height, the bull that used to be uh, taller used to bear the weight, and that's more or less like also common sense that the shorter one will not carry anything because it has. Uh, it has to carry less weight and that's the context that is given for the two because one the unbeliever is guided by the principles and the of the kingdom of satan or the kingdom of darkness and the, the believer is guided by the principles of the kingdom of god so they can't work when they're making decisions they can't work so again who do you marry you, a, a male marries a female, not a male marrying a male and a female marrying a, male, uh, a female. Because God said, a male and a female, he created them. And also he says, a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife. He doesn't say joined to his husband. So we get a clear direction of who as well in that. Uh, number three is about how do we know that we have found the right partner of one of the indicators of God's will is peace. Because yeah, and the absence of it would also be an indicator of that you're not in the right direction. Peace, peace. The Bible says that peace I give to you, not as the world gives, but as Jesus gives. So uh, other than that, how do we know that we have found the right partner? It has got to do with them. I would state three things. One, attraction, that is physical attraction. We have all been given uniqueness to 
to that very choice I talked about earlier. And we are all unique in our own um, creation. So um, each and every person has to has got uh, their what attracts them, and especially from the opposite gender. For example, there are people who prefer light skin, like me. I got a light skin. How? Or the other people, and doesn't mean that light skin from the context of the Bible is the only beauty that God created. No, there are people who prefer to marry uh, a white, a mzungu, as we call them here in Kenya. There's somebody who would prefer to marry a dark-skinned, uh, whether man or a woman, respectively. And all that, and they say that beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. In other words. That's allowed. So, uh, there's. Are you attracted to that man? Because attraction will come into fall because God is attraction is a creation of God. So, to say that you're attracted to somebody is not a, a sin because attraction was created by it's a creation of God, and that's one of the traction of how we get to know whom we get to marry. Number two, uh, which should have been the first, is mission or purpose. When two people of um, similar purpose come together, uh, that would also mean that they would have less conflict, even in their marriage. Um, synchronized or um, similar purpose would, would, is one of the key things to have uh, to look at when you're looking for a partner. For example, I would give a doctrinal one, uh, which we have just mentioned. A believer ought not to marry an unbeliever because in the purpose of which they want to please God, they can't achieve that purpose with an unbeliever. Um, yeah, a pilot can marry a, a teacher. In terms of vacation, it doesn't matter as much, but in terms of um, the, the 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 software of the of the purpose, it has to go to be considered. A tall can marry um, a short, that doesn't matter, that's still hardware. But the software um, has to go to be similar uh, in terms of vision. In software, I mean, uh, for example, married couple ought to live together. Married couple will uh, have to have sex, married couple will have to have uh, intimacy, friendship. And friend that cannot be achieved even bringing up children it can be achieved when someone is very far from the other and especially for a very long time they will end up being they say actually you better love the one who is near or you love the one who you better love the one you sorry you better love the one who you better be near the one you love or you love the one who is near yeah you better love the one who is but you better be near the one you love than, or you will end up loving anyone who is near. And that's why we have many moralities in the society because people have neglected some of these things. What are the do's and don'ts when you're considering courtship? Keep on hearing as a pastor. Should I, is it okay to kiss before? And already there's a conscience issue there. Because I also expect the, I expect the same person to ask me, is it 
it's wrong to eat a banana. And if it is wrong, or if it is right, there is what guides uh, that right or that wrong. And so, uh, I started by saying God expects us to be pure. And why God? God is not sitting somewhere as a, somebody who is uh, a pessimistic, that he doesn't want us to enjoy the things that our body desires. But he tells us not to do such things because he knows what we need and when we need it. So, um, what what are the do's and don'ts? Purity is uh, part of it. And purity does not actually just involve immorality or morality. It also involves our thinking patterns. It involves our lifestyles. So, the do's and don'ts are determined from where I stand. They are determined by God. Because God is holy. God is our creator. God has the best interest of us. For example, uh, the sum of the do's and don'ts is you guard yourself, guard your heart. You can be hurt by this person. And God knows that. But some of us neglect that. Then we end up getting so hurt that we regret and we even ask, where, I, well, where was God? And yet the same God was there to tell us not to do some of these things. Can a believer find love from an unbeliever? Um, it depends what somebody defines love to be. Because if we define love to be the agape love, I would say no. And a believer find love in an unbeliever. In fact, the believer will detest the love of an unbeliever because this love is the love of God. Love is patient, love is kind, love is. But an unbeliever doesn't have that. So even when one steps on the other or one is wrong, the unbeliever is not ready to say sorry. So they will end up being having some hearts here and there. An advice to someone struggling with self-image. So the issue of self-image is the issue of worthiness. Am I worthy? And actually I've come to realize that people who end up in drugs are looking for worthiness. They are looking for something to elevate who they are so that they can feel bigger, they can feel uh, more muscular, they can feel they are bold enough. So advice on someone struggling with self-image. It's the issue of uh, looking at, uh, when we want to look at our image, we look at, at our, ourselves in the mirror. And the best mirror to look at ourselves is the Bible. So, but to someone who is struggling with the self-image is to tell them there is hope to redeem the image. Because this image is not, uh, when we talk of the image, actually it talks about the issues of the Bible. We are created in the image of God. And if we are created in the image of God, then the image God has provided means means for us to redeem that image. So, yeah, someone struggling, uh, they will need to talk to someone. They will need to talk to somebody to just help them, to pat them on the back and tell them, uh, for whatever reason that that has made you to discount your image, you can still redeem your image and be the person God created you to be. So God bless you. Thank you. He who finds a wife finds a, finds a good thing. So I want to add to the who, who the, the one that who is finding, the one that is uh, getting a wife, and in this case, a man. Or it could also be the it could also be the lady. Uh, whoever is being found or whoever is finding, 
um, has been well said that you you attract your very own. You can't attract something that you are not. If you are a miserable person, a miserable single person, you will attract a miserable single person because that person who is generous will not want to be married to a miserable person. Um, I've read the book called Fit to be Tied by Billy Hybels and it's a recommendation for any one of us to read and it talks about that you attract after your very own uh, and having said that you you need to be uh, the person you want to attract if you want a humble person you need to be humble if you want a loving person you first need to be loving if you want a generous godly person you first need to be that because oftentimes we deceive ourselves that you can be a drunkard um, raving in the clubs but you want a church girl that's a deception because as soon as you get married if you manage to get each other you two will end up in separation because the two of you don't have the same mission. Thank you.